further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, we're going to just catch our listeners up on our life, which makes me laugh because I feel like I haven't seen you for close to a month. Yeah, probably. Following up on the heels of a busy summer Mm -hmm. when so much was happening. So I just assume everybody wants to know what scintillating and thrilling things have been happening in our lives. Yes. And not (laughs) only that... They probably also want to know what we've realized or been reminded of about God and about ourselves while these things are happening. Because everybody loves a good teaching moment, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I can see my sister's eyes rolling at this point (laughs) if she's listening. Yeah. So Good reminder. You moved. Yep. You went on international travel. I did. Yep. You officiated your first Mm -hmm. first wedding, right? Mm -hmm. As an officiant. Yep. And I am making a massive life change. Mm -hmm. So where do we start? Let's go chronologically. Okay. So chronologically, we moved. Me and my husband, we we moved in Beaver Lodge. And it it wasn't just about moving houses, but it Mm -hmm. was a process of, okay, is Jesus, you know, is Jesus leading us... um, out of Beaver Lodge, has our time here concluded, or is he inviting us to stay? And that's kind of what the decision was. And and it was enlightening for us because as we went through um, talking with people and we went through kind of a, a certain discernment model with our small group, the biggest thing that came out of it is, is the fact that um, both me and my husband had some really faulty thoughts that ultimately were connected to the goodness of God. Hmm. Isn't that funny to discover? Like, we've got good theology in our heads. We know the right answers yeah. to stuff. But, I, I mean, for me, when these aha moments come up, I love it. Partly because it means that even though we rehash the same things, sometimes themes in our podcast, like, you got to break agreement, you need to forgive. Yeah. Because it's an ongoing journey. Yeah. It doesn't end. It's like not like, oh, I know what right thoughts to have. Therefore, I have no wrong thoughts. Yeah. It's like we operate on a belief system that's different than what we think sometimes. Yep. And it was like smacked us both in the face. Both of us had this uh, underlying thought of like, because it has been so good here that we like owe it to someone or we've cheated some kind of system that now like we need to, it needs to be not good. We need to pay something or we're, we owe someone something. So fascinating. Hey, right. That it's like, there's no way Jesus could, could be inviting us to stay here and move to a house that is beautiful. And we love because it's been so good. So, and I'm just laughing at some point the shoe has to drop and it has to be bad. There's no way you would ever tell anybody that that's what's true. No. And isn't Jesus kind? Yes. Yes. He <laughs> is. Like, that he would show us these things. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like a moment when we both realized that was like, oh, well, once that has been cleared, once yeah. we were like, no, like that false belief had been exposed for. Yeah. What it was. Ridiculousness of that it was. It was like so clear to us of like, no, I'm inviting you here. And yeah. while it has been really good here. There's more yet to come. Yeah. And I just love that he's so kind. So for our listeners, it's like, hey, 
you probably still have some false beliefs that you're operating from. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame. No. But what a wonderful thing to position yourself and to say, okay, Jesus, I need you to speak into my life. And he will. Yeah. It doesn't have to look like your process or your discernment no. process of your small group, but just this ongoing prayer. Again, it kind of comes back to that, like, teach me how to walk in a new way. Mm-hmm. And he'll continue to. He yeah. just will. We can trust him. He's so good. Exactly. And and I think creating space as life is happening yeah. to hear from Jesus and do some kind of self-awareness reflection stuff. Yeah. Is good. Yeah. Position yourself yeah. for it and let him. Yeah. So but that was like beginning will. of the summer and we moved in the last weekend in July. So it feels to me like that move has consumed your whole summer, even though it's not totally been the whole summer. Okay. Yeah. I still drive past your old street because I always did drive yeah. past your old street on my way home from anywhere I go in town. And I always look down the street and go, oh, she's not there, which gives me such a funny, unsettled feeling because yeah. it's not like you went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but... We have had dinner in your new house once, so that's a good start. And your new house is wonderful. It's full of light Mm -hmm. and a beautiful view. You painted it. It's in a space your kids can grow where you can have more friends Mm -hmm. over. There's so many things about it that just honestly feel like this is abundance. This is goodness. So good. So good. But then you barely moved in and you went on an international jaunt. I did. Yeah. So I had, me and my aunt had planned a trip back in August, 2020. And I think actually that's something that we, I had talked about when we were kind of lamenting when COVID first hit, mm-hmm. that it was one, another thing that was, you know, canceled and we rescheduled it for August, 2021 because yeah. hello, this is all going to be over. But we uh, finally did I make still it. I feel PTSD I know. when we say yeah, those I know, things. Right? But we made it mm-hmm. and it was like, it was wonderful, right? Being with my aunt and the, the vacation was just wonderful. And there were like several moments in the vacation where it was like that moment of like freedom fallout mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, right. I went and I was like in a bus full of people I don't know. Okay. It makes me laugh. Cause yes. And normally previously it would have been like, Oh, this is the worst thing. I'm just not going to exert the energy to care about any of these people. Yeah. That's just like, I don't care. Who cares? But it's like... (laughs) I love you. But right, I got on the bus and it's like, I wasn't going to decide to be best friends with everyone. But it was like, for me, I could just like show up and I, we had dinner a couple of times together and we sat and chatted. And for me, it was like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had to perform to be super friendly and like, in a box of something everybody can't see your head bobbing around I know. with your eyes rolling I know I was like how do I display what I'm my actions are but nor did I feel like the the sense of like this is too overwhelming these are too many people I don't want to be known and seen by any of these so mm. I'll just shut down and disengage so neither hiding nor operating in a false responsibility yeah it was like I just showed up right mm. made friends chatted Right, gave some allergy meds to a lady, and then ended up giving her some fisherman's friends. So she just called me her drug pushing pastor <laughs> for the rest of the tour. You know, whatever it takes to be relatable. Oh, yeah, I'm know. like, she's like drug pushing pastor. I'm like, oh goodness, oh, right? Don't keep saying that so loudly. I know. People mean well, right? Because that's the first like, right? Everyone's like, so what do you do? And yeah. then I tell them, and they're all like, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Which I mean, we had really good conversations, and that was lovely too. But then it was like one of the last nights of the tour. We were going to this uh, pub that then has like a live show, and someone was like, "I bet they're going to ask us to do things." And I was like, "You know what? You just avoid eye contact. You just like <laughs> don't make eye contact I am because the master at not getting asked because then they know that you're engaged." Yeah. So somehow I ended up pretty 
close to the front on our table. And there was like this one part that the fiddler is getting us to clap. And I'm like, you know what? I can clap on, on beat. I can do this. And I made eye contact with him. Uh Uh-oh. And he smiled and I smiled and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm just going to be smiling. And then the next thing I know, the manager is coming over and grabbing my hand. And inside, everything inside of me is like, first of all, was like, I will just say no. I can do that. Like, how long? I I bet I can resist and be okay with how awkward it gets long before or way longer than he would keep pushing. And I would actually bet on that as well. Right? Should like, you I, decide to establish a boundary, there's no moving you. Right? Check Ex- with your husband. Check with me. I know. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but then there was like that moment of like, why not? Like, really? Why would you not? Let's see where this goes. Right? So they go up and Amy, that is like the biggest amount. Like, right? I can picture you being on the bus and not wanting to super engage with people, but then choosing... I can be here. Presence, yeah. hands and feet of Jesus. But this is like another level of, I'm actually going to give of myself. Yep. That's what it feels like. When you say it, it's like you're going to give of yourself. You're not going to withhold Amy. Yep. So then get it's up. Amazing. And then they give me these like wooden spoons and they're like, okay, you're going to. And I'm like, okay, say, hoping. And I'm just standing there and the guy's like, no, sit down. You're here for the whole song. And I'm like, <gasps> So I'm sitting and I'm like, at first I'm like, this is what, and then I'm like, you know what, Amy, you, I can keep beat. I can't do a lot of things musically, but I have played the bass long enough that I can keep on like rhythm with these people. Yeah. I'd have to go pretty far to make a fool out of myself. And this isn't it. So I'm just going to do it. Okay. Did you just say you used to play bass? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, really? Okay, so we're stopping and the update. We're oh, updating. Yeah, okay. I did not okay. know you I, ever played I played electric bass for five years in jazz band. I have so many words yeah. floating to the top of my and head. I played, and how is it possible I never knew this? I don't know. And I played upright bass in the concert band for two years. It's and I played really the clarinet. Christian girl thing to do. And, a bass, and the bass clarinet for I think, two I knew years. I the clarinet. Yeah, clarinet for a year, bass clarinet for two years, and then upright bass for two years. Upright bass. The bow. Yes. Yeah. Wow, Amy, my brain is just like going off in a whole new space, and I feel like you need to start on the country gospel jamboree circuit. Uh, No, I've not touched anything since I graduated. Okay, this is amazing. Yeah. And. And, yeah, and it was like I was up there, and it was like I felt a little like I don't really want to be here. This isn't my jam, but it wasn't like that, like, oh, get me off the stage. I just need to like shrink into myself. It was like I will be here until the end. I will joke with this random dude talking to me and then I'll leave. And it was like, afterwards, I was like, wow, did I want to do that? No. When I was up there, did I just fully let myself be in that moment and just do it without feeling like I need to hide or protect or something? Yeah, I did. That's so much freedom. Right? So much freedom. Right? So much freedom. So because I played the wooden spoons in Dublin. And then I also played the drums, but I didn't do as well as that because they didn't give me clear directions. That's on them. That's on them. Clear directions. Cheapers. Clear is kind. I saw the video and I loved it because we play the spoons in Nova Scotia too, which is a very, you know, East Coast connection to the UK, very culturally similar. So when I was watching you play the spoons, I just felt like we're another level closer now. And I think like, so we get back on the bus and all of the people that were on the tour were just like so delighted. I think also what happened is them knowing I was a pastor plus my tattoos, plus apparently my drug pushing, plus the spoons. (laughs) Like, honestly, it was like, oh my goodness, I think you're the only pastor that would ever do... Like, I think I shattered some boxes in really good ways that I was not... 
It wasn't your expecting. agenda. You didn't have an agenda yeah. to show people that this is no, how. Right? Because that would have been a disaster anyway. Exactly. It was just like, it was. they were like, oh my goodness. Like, it, they were all delighted by it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Everything that's beautiful about this to me is just like, it's such a picture of how freedom. Like, yeah. what does freedom do? You are not wrapped up in yourself in both self-consciousness, self-protection, mm-hmm. which kind of can create this little vibe of go-away world, which yep. we have a million memes about because we all kind of understand the boundary. We all understand that feeling. Yeah. But you didn't operate in any of that self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. Nor were you showing off. Yeah. And it's seeking attention. Looking at the two extremes of this. But you're just like showing up. And you showing up unselfconsciously actually brought a measure of freedom to people around you. Yeah. Is that not the simplicity of the gospel? Yeah. I mean, complicated, but easy. And I got to do it while I was on vacation in Ireland. Right. Like. <laughs> it's not complicated. So yeah. it's not like you were on this big trip to love God and love others. And today yeah. I need to make sure I make eye contact and smile with people. You are living carefree. Yep. Exactly. I love that so much. And it just points to Jesus in a really beautiful way that's not gross and mm-hmm. suffocating and yep. cringy. Yeah. And then I got back from that trip and I got to officiate at my first wedding with um, the groom was a really good friend of ours. One of our first friends, we moved up in Beaver Lodge and mm-hmm. we didn't, I didn't really know his, his fiance, I guess wife now, but she was delightful. And yeah. I got to just pray over them lead them through, speak blessing and, and speak about what marriage is. Mm -hmm. And it was just like super delightful. Yeah. Again, operating in freedom. Yep. That once upon a time you did not have. Yep. Nor would it be even desired to have actually. No. Not like it was on your radar to want to be able to do these kinds of things. I think the beauty of all of that for me is that God has plans for us that are so good. And we can sometimes have a general sense of things he's created us for and called us to. And even the specifics of it are so unknown to us. But as we just keep following him, mm-hmm. not only did you get to do something that you felt fully alive doing, mm-hmm. you changed somebody else's life by showing up in that freedom. Yeah. Those are things that just like propel me. It's the whole further up, further in message. It's like, it's so good. Does it involve the awkward spaces? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we've shared lots of that. But when we go there, something flourishing and wonderful happens for us and also for the world around us. It's not that complicated to be Jesus to the world around us. Yep, exactly. And so, yeah. And so, I mean, as I've had these kind of three different things. That feel like they've taken up the whole summer. I know, they really have. But you've also had a decision or process or however we want to call it kind of throughout this whole time as well. Yeah, I have. It started months ago, kind of in this journey of discovering what's next. What's next? Last winter when you were going through the very dark valley of the shadow and in January when I was making really difficult decisions about treatment and and, uh, God just put those words in my spirit, partner with life. I think we've done an episode Mm -hmm. on that one and partner with life. And even when he spoke that to me, I knew he was speaking immediately to the difficult decision we were making around treatment, but it felt pregnant Mm, with a lot, like that it was speaking to a lot of things that I was going to discover. And uh, yeah, before I was even at all done treatment, some possibilities for the future started coming up. And at the time it was a little bit like, why is this even happening? I'm not pursuing these things. I don't know when I'm going to be done. I don't know what the future is going to look like. And at the time, I thought, oh, that's kind of a sweet little gift in the sense that others 
God sees future and destiny and purpose for me, but timing. Anyway, all of that to say we've been on this kind of many months long journey of discovering that there is a really big new adventure on the horizon for for the Dwyers. Mm -hmm. And so I have been called to lead a church near Calgary, Westlife Church, and I have said yes. Mm -hmm. And... It's just like, wow, I'm barely wrapping my brain around all that that is, but with lots of excitement for the future and a sense of, wow, this is also ending a very big chapter mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So? So what have you been reminded of or, or what has been a, a key moment of awareness in this journey for you? Oh, so many. I remember like last winter all the many, many weeks of choosing to find joy in Jesus and in the moment of a long isolation. Mm -hmm. We have such good people around us and lots of good care and connection, but that like there's a lot of hours of the day I was here by myself, many, Mm -hmm. many, many for weeks and talking to Jesus about life. And it's cliche. People always talk about, yeah, yeah, you get faced with death. You choose differently in life. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. But there's also this like, it's very real that it's like, God, if you give me life, I want to live well. Hmm. And what does that look like? And that can mean so many things. Yeah, It could mean so many things. But there was a lot of times of conversation with God where I was like full surrender. It's like, Lord, if you give me more life, not in a bargaining way, because I was honestly some days just as happy to go see Jesus yeah. as suffer any longer. But it's like, if you give me life, I want to spend it mm. in ways that have the greatest impact for people knowing you. So really what you've just described in your stories, Mm -hmm. like whatever that would look like, that's what I want. Mm. I don't just want to be comfortable. Yeah. I don't just want to be comfortable. Like that's one thing to say and it's another thing to do, right? Yep. (laughs) That's for sure. So I do feel like lots of ways God prepared us for that for me for that in this whole long winter not like he was putting the screws to me not like I was bargaining with God but like some very real conversations about what do I mean by this and what do you mean and like I say that could have looked like just living deeply and meaningfully here it didn't mean that I had mm-hmm. to go somewhere else but there was a lot of just surrender and putting everything on the table mm-hmm. so that was good that was important and I mean this community is so amazing we have been here for 25 years we have mm. raised our children here we have such deep and meaningful friendships we would never surrender that lightly I've had thoughts of like this is where the richest of life is is in these deep and meaningful relationships why would we ever let that go there's a restlessness also inside of me to continue to share and declare what he's put inside of me that has been fruitful mm. it's like the breaking of bread you the broken bread multiplied, you break it and give it, break it and give it, and more flourishing happens. Is yeah. that a picture that makes sense? Yep. That's what it feels like to me. And so it's been a gentle Jesus leading us along in this process of deciding and discerning if this is for us. And we really believe it is. Mm-hmm. So we've just made this decision like formally in the last couple of weeks, and it feels big and overwhelming. We leave a home that we built in a community that we love and we're going to something Mm -hmm. and it feels like a wonderful fresh lease on life new people on the other end that are wonderful we're discovering that we're just going to go to another wonderful community it doesn't replace this community it's an and yeah i remember in the summertime when i was in part of the praying process over this whole thing and i I came across a stepping stone in a garden where i was 
just out for a walk. Mm. It was like a public museum place, and it says life, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Mm. And it was one of those stopping moments, like, this actually is going to take courage. If I say mm. yes to this, this is this is letting go of what is known for what is unknown. Yeah. Shrinks or expands. I could stay here safe and comfortable. Or this expansion that when we say yes to God in really unknown things that take courage and faith, our life expands. Mm. It's not just that I'm losing what I have here because I will never fully lose what I'll have here. Yeah, I will lose the day-to-day contact with people. But it's really an expanding of mm. life. You remember years ago, we all used to do the prayer of Jabez? Yeah, yeah. You know, expand Enlarge the borders. Enlarge the tent, yeah. Yeah. Strengthen the tent pegs. Yeah, yeah. The scripture should come to mind, two pastors sitting here. Yeah. And it's kind of had that feeling of like, when we say yes to God, we we actually get more. Mm, yeah. And it there, it involves surrender. And we all know that, what is it, in Luke, where it's like, if you... If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. Mm. Again, can be so cliched, but it's like, if I cling to what I have here that feels comfortable and safe, that's good and fine. And I'm allowed. God would still love me. Yeah. But if I say yes to the more adventure that he's so clearly calling us to, we're only going to gain. Mm-hmm. We're only going to gain. And so, again, those things become poignantly real when your skin is in the game. Yeah. So I'm excited, like for the honor and privilege of leading this church, the so many dreams and desires mm. in my heart that this is a place where those things can give expression. Yeah. And I love that. And the beautiful people I've encountered there. I'm excited about that. I just don't know where I'm going to live. Okay, so for those of you that as Michelle is sharing her news of moving to Calgary, maybe some of you right away were like, what's going to happen to the podcast? Because that's what I was thinking. And I was thinking that too. Um, I mean, we don't know, actually. Our, we talked about this beforehand and we're like, what, what should we do? And both of us were like, you know what? We'll just keep recording until such a time that it's like, no, we need to take a break or we're done or something like that. So we don't know because we just have no clue what things will look like, how life will be if the podcast has kind of run its course or if Jesus is a, is inviting us to continue but in a way that's a little different we just don't know but we will keep you guys informed as best as possible and stay tuned for our next podcast episode which is going to be some things we've decided we need to know in these uncharted waters hopefully this episode has been helpful encouraged you and whetted your appetite for more freedom and courage and boldness Because our prayer for you is that you would be inspired. Let God do His work in your life. Say yes to Him as you head further up and further in. Mm